Hi, welcome to this Property Life podcast. My name is Mark Winship. I'm a professional property developer, investment coach, mentor, and your podcast host. Each week, my friends and I speak to inspirational people about their experiences in property. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Andrea Carrington and James Horgan. Andrea is no stranger to the podcast, but this is the first time you will have heard from James, who's doing some awesome stuff in the HMO and hospitality space. But in this episode, we're talking about your own home and the important role that it can play in helping you to achieve your property investment goals. It's a really interesting topic and one that I get asked regularly about by students and coaching clients. Let's welcome James and Andrea and get right into it. Hi, Andrea. Hi, James. How are you both? Hi, James. Congratulations on the baby. Thanks yeah. very much. Yep, all good. Yep. Life-changing stuff, James. Yep, early days. It's just over a week now since uh, little Searsha wow. arrived. So, um, yeah, just getting into the, the swing of things. But, yeah, loving the new lifestyle. And, um, yeah, it's uh, a magical time, really. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks for taking some some time out. And I said before the call, you're not looking too bleary-eyed and uh, lacking in sleep. So, um, so yeah, no, thank you so much for giving some time to join us on the podcast. And today we are talking about an interesting topic, actually, because it's not something we've ever tackled at all, I don't think. Certainly not specifically, but I'm not aware it's even really come up in conversation during the podcast so far. But I do get asked the question a lot about... Where does so we talk a lot about investing in rental properties or commercial properties and developments, and we're talking about how to use property as a vehicle to generate income. But what we don't talk much about, I guess, is where does your own home fit into all of this? And I get asked that question a lot specific, you know, specific scenarios what should I do about my home? Um, how important is it that I have that I do own a home from a lending perspective? Um, and, and how should my own home fit into my whole property investment plans? And I'm just conscious there's a lot of differing advice, both historically and I think still at the moment, about how your home should fit into all of that. So I thought that might be an interesting topic for us to talk about. And I know everybody's circumstance is going to be different, but it'd be good to get you guys your experience about how you've how you've sort of uh, viewed your own home within within the process and um and and kind of what our recommendations would be i guess for people so what are your thoughts andrea on that initially and how have how have how have you how has your own home fitted into your property journey so far um well obviously i mean when i first started out i had um a couple of properties and before I started actually the training, I sold my rental property to pay off my mortgage. <laughs> so okay. it was like, and then I came on the training and thought, yeah, I thought I could have refinanced that. And, uh, anyway, you live yeah. and learn. So th- this was like the year after. So I'd got the, uh, I paid off my mortgage, um, but I lived in quite a big house really. And it was too big. So I decided that I'd sell that and downsize. So I used my money so I got a smaller house and used the excess money to invest, which okay. helped really because it sped up the process. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I, I think you, you have to do what you have to do. It depends where you want to get to and mm. how you're going to fund it. And if if and I, I, I was just having the conversation with my other half this morning, mm. if you want to borrow an excess amount of money, 
from bridging, let's say, to buy something and it's going to be 10%, but you can raise the money from your own property at 4%, then why would you do it any other way? Yeah, which is a, different, is a different mindset, isn't it? There, yeah. There's To a certain extent, it's generational, but there's uh, a school of thought that you should pay your mortgage off, you know, yeah. on your own home. And I know if I look at my own parents, for example, they've worked for whatever it is, 40, 50 years, with the the sole goal to be paying the mortgage off with the expectation at that point, you know, retirement, life opens up, they don't have that burden of a mortgage and they feel they've got that asset 100% in their ownership. So, but you haven't done that. I know we have taken a slightly different, but again, it's, it, it is, education is the key, isn't it? Because yes. I, I would certainly have had that mindset and that goal and aspiration prior to learning increasing my financial IQ I would argue and yes. um, and learning about property investment and we certainly kick-started our property journey by doing exactly what you said as well so we didn't sell but we released um, we refinanced essentially so so we um, we borrowed money against our residential property increased our mortgage which to some people listening to this might seem totally counterintuitive but we increased our mortgage to about as much as we possibly could because of exactly what you said, it's it's cheap money at the end of the yeah. day. You're probably not going to get lending cheaper than that any, anywhere else, are you? No, no, absolutely not. So you've but, done the same, haven't you, James? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would, you know, encourage a similar approach, really. You know, I mean, I bought my first property whilst at, I was at university. It was the final year I was at university and I had, I had a part-time job and I clubbed in with my brother and we, we bought a flat in in 96 which is a, a great time to buy you know 60 grand flat in uh in hamel hempstead wow and uh which is fan you know and we we lived there for kind of six years and you know that very quickly doubled in price i think after three or four years because of the way the market was at that time it, it, it doubled in price and then i guess just looking at the maths of it um yeah i thought this is fantastic. You know, this is free money. I need more of these little boxes. And um, that's when I went shopping in, in Corby and, and bought my sort of first buy to let. But yeah, I had no qualms about using that equity in the house, pulling it out, making it work as hard as possible for myself. Um, you know, I think I've got a basic mindset that, you know, your own home isn't an investment. You know, you're, you're consuming your own home. It's, mm -hmm. it's you know, I'm, I'm currently renting because I've moved out of my, my last property and turned that into HMO. And, you know, I've got, a, got the mindset that, you know, you, your, your mortgage on your, your own home is, is a cost, really. Mm -hmm. It doesn't generate you any income. So, um, and a lot yeah. of us... A lot of us have read Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? And 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 for yeah. for some of us, that was the first the first time at which that realization kind of dawned. Really, isn't it that your own home is actually a liability rather than an asset? Um, it costs you money uh, to have your your home every month, and so the, the that's where this all sort of knits together, isn't it? Because the the goal of investing in property to create a recurring income stream is to meet your financial security figure. So providing the investments that you're making with funds you may have released from your own home are generating more more than enough income to cover yeah. the lending costs, then you're quids in, aren't you? Then you're you're up on the deal, as it were. And that's kind yeah. of the principle 
behind it. And that's, the, that's the basic point, isn't it? In terms of risk, you know, people perceive it as being risky, perhaps. But, you know, if you do anything badly, mm. it's it's risky. But, you know, if you do it, do it correctly, mm. uh, you're, you're, you know, you're mitigating that risk and you're making sure that, you know, that your risks are, are covered. So that that is the, the key to it, to yeah. to execute your investments, you know, in a, in a proper way. Yeah, doing all your due diligence. But you, 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 you look at people, and I see people all the time. They'll say, "Yeah, you know, I'm taking some money out of the house. I've got, you know, this. I've got some capital. We're going to buy a car. We're going to go on holiday. We're going to put a new kitchen in." And you know, that is entirely up to them. It's their money. It's their life. But you kind of think, if you did it, you know, like like everyone that's on here now, you know, mm. they've come through the training and we've learned a different way. If you do it buy an investment that can pay for all the other stuff anyway so it's kind of looking at it like the rich dad the quadrant it just shows you how to how to manage that better so people are happy to take money out of the property for doodads for want of a better word you know for crap really but it it is for stuff whereas taking it out to invest it and bring that money back in that's going to pay your mortgage and give you a, a better lifestyle yeah and i don't i kind of i don't see why you wouldn't but on the flip side of that, I suppose it depends how risk averse you are. If that's the one thing that you want to keep stable and safe and you just don't want to touch that, again, that's that's fine. Yeah. And I guess you mentioned it uh, right at the beginning, Andrew, as well. It depends on where where you're at in the process and what your goals are at that time because that changes, right? And, and so initially... Um, making your assets work as hard as you possibly can to generate that income to get that income stream coming in is yeah. the priority. I, you know, I, I'm not ruling out for a second that at some point further down the line, I may want to pay off my mortgage from my residential house. You know, it's not a priority for me right now. I'm quite happy that that is covered through the income that we've got generated through the investments we've made. But it, it just depends, doesn't it, on what your is your goal income is but that that may well change you may well have achieved your income goals and want to start increasing your equity stakes again um, and increasing your asset base Mm -hmm. so um it really depends on what your goals are doesn't it i think as much as anything yeah definitely and i and i but i do think it's it's a definitely a mindset thing because there's that panic and fear that like 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 james just said what if i get it wrong and you know this is my house it's a bit of a risk we don't make decisions flippantly. We no. do all our research, our due diligence, stack up the numbers. If everything stacks, then it's a calculated risk. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's if you your intention is to give up work and your intention is to have a better lifestyle, and this is an option for cheap money, mm. then it, it really is a no brainer. I think so- that, that that sorry, my that that life cycle point or life. Is a, is a really great one because I yeah my long term goal is actually to, to do just just that because from a tax perspective you know if I can reduce my out my personal outgoings actually the income I need every year reduces dramatically and then I'm in a lower tax bracket so you know the, the cash flow coming off my businesses I can manage that more effectively because my my personal cost of living if you like is is minimized by not having that that mortgage payment that interest payment so you 100% agree with that over the, over my kind of property investing life cycle actually one of my 
my core goals at the end will be to to get my personal costs down as much as possible yeah. just, just to magnify the benefit of the cash flow the tax free tax free mm. cash flow from from my property or property businesses do you think some people might be concerned about um leaving a legacy in that the their their home they would view that as their their inheritance pot you know to pass on down to the next generation etc and um would there be nervousness around leveraging that to use for investments do you think that plays on people's minds potentially i can't see why it would because if you're buying it to buy other houses then essentially you're leaving them a lot more leaving them more assets they might all be leveraged but they've got more properties and they can do with them what they want um hopefully you know for us because obviously my son's done property training education and obviously he he does property your son will probably get the same your daughter will do the same but not for a while um (laughs) but you know it's kind of like i I think it's nice if they've got that knowledge to be able to take on your portfolio but i suppose it i suppose again everything depends on everyone's personal circumstances and what they want to achieve for their legacy yeah i kind of always say to my son i'm not leaving you anything (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's it important to do that i think isn't it you know it's yeah. motivated yeah get your own stuff <laughs> yeah yeah, but yeah i think it's, it's a mindset thing isn't it Mo? Yeah. you know we're almost in a mindset bubble where you know we it's, it's often you know when, when you talk to people that you're you're trying to help you know you're trying to bring along with you you can see you know the the fear in their eyes that they're, they're just not computing they're not getting yeah. it and it's kind of a mindset education that money education, you know, because, you know, what, what is a greater legacy, you know, a large property portfolio worth X millions or generating a great cash, you know, cash flow income or, you know, a a single residential property with, with, with no mortgage on. But it's quite, it is quite scary. And I remember it being uh, a big decision and quite, although, the logic became clear to me very clearly, you know, once I uh, got myself educated in, in finance and, and property. But it was still a big step because Caroline talks a lot, doesn't she, about the 99% versus the 1%. Mm-hmm. And you are really battling st- still a very ingrained, very institutional belief about your own home and how important it is that you ultimately own that. And there will be people that will be surrounded by a lot of not negativity because it's coming from a caring place, but it will be, they'll be surrounded by people who are saying, Oh, you know, are you sure about that? You know, you, you know, you, you should be trying to pay your mortgage off and you should be trying to do it like this, you know, and trying to give well-intentioned advice. So it is, it does take, it, it is a brave step to sort of break out from that, isn't it? Did you guys face any of that when you started out investing? Uh, I don't think I did quite as much because I'd already, before I'd, did my training which was a big it was a big step and it, it kind of changed my thought process and mindset on investments I'd already had my own business for quite a long time so I'd already had all the people say do you think you should be opening another shop at this time and yeah. um, oh I won't do property you'll have tenants all wreck your house so I'd already had all that so I think they'd kind of given up on me because I clearly weren't listening <laughs> so I think um, I think the only thing I didn't say is obviously when I did the training um, I never really said and I said I paid a significant amount for my training which obviously I've had out bad back dozens yeah. and hundreds of times yeah. um 
Uh, that bit I never told anybody because I think people might have thought I was insane. <laughs> but I mean, I don't mind telling them now because I just think it was worth it. But yeah, I do think people didn't really badger me as much because they'd already tried it and I was like, I'm not really going to listen to you. Yeah. So what about you? Yeah, again, my, my parents were always very kind of supportive of what I was doing. They kind of trusted me all the time as well, maybe trusted me a bit too much. But, you know, I was always very independent, you know, from a young age. You know, I had jobs to to finance myself for university and, and that type of thing. So they kind of left those decisions to me. And actually, I ended up buying a house for my parents to retire into, actually. And um, so, yeah. That, that's yeah, been great to have been able to do that yeah it was lovely yeah and they you know they moved back to to Ireland and they had a lovely kind of 15 years over there and really enjoyed their, their retirement over there so that was a yeah that was a lovely thing that I was able to do I would have been able to do that without you know the the property journey so and you know I've, I've always been quite open to risk uh, as well you know in terms of my general my general mindset um but I, yeah similar to, to Andrew my, my biggest step actually was was doing you know handing over the money for the training because i'm like i can work this out you know yeah, yeah. actually yeah. i can't work this out because i've spent 10 years trying to work this out and yeah. i'm in a bit of a hole so um it was that you know my my kind of i, I know better mm. I'm yeah. stubborn. that was that was stubborn it's yeah. stubborn <laughs> yeah. Yeah. asking for help is what i struggle with i think yeah and I do know people, you guys will know people as well who, and James, you've kind of done a version of this, I guess, who actually use their their home uh, in, in an even more strategic way um, in terms of not actually releasing money from it, but actually we call it a, a PPR strategy, so principal prime residence strategy. So which in a nutshell is kind of, I guess, I guess you'd have to you'd have to be in a certain stage of your life. You'd you'd have to be in a certain stage with your, with your family because you'd have to tolerate some some movement and some upheaval. But the principle being the same, which is that you potentially move into somewhere that needs some work, um, and you 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 live there. You use that as your principal prime residence. You you upgrade the property, and at a chosen time, you can then sell, move on, and repeat that process effectively. Um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've done that a couple of times, and you know, um, the house, my primary residence, which I've just moved out of, I I have converted into a, a seven bed HMO, so that's generating fantastic cash flow. Yeah. But I bought that back in two thousand and nine, just after the crash, and it was it was derelict. Yeah, it really was a, a hole. Actually, we didn't have any hot water. And we managed to survive out any hot water for quite a long time, just using the immersion in one room. But um, so when I'm, when we moved into that property, rather than fix that property, I saw I just bought another buy to let with the with the equity I managed to to generate right. out of that deal because I bought it for such a great price at that time because you know mortgages were like hen's teeth at the time. So I bought yeah. another buy to let which had a title split option with it, and then I built another house on the yeah on the plot of land I separated. Rather, meanwhile, I'm living in absolute squalor, you know, <laughs> and, you know, it's leaking, there's no hot water, there's no carpets, there's nothing, you know, so, um, 
Do you know what? I'd like I'd like to say that it was part of some kind of grand plan strategy, but my wife and I talk about this a lot, that, you know, we're doing up these beautiful service departments and hotels to a really high standard. And our, meanwhile, our own home is sort of uh, falling to rack and ruin while, while all the nice furniture and everything we buy goes into all the properties that ultimately we never get to stay in. But, yeah. you know, that's, that's shoes, but yeah, no, we had a similar scenario, James, actually. It's funny you mentioned because we, when we refurbished the house that we are currently living in, um, we it was part of a title split and we've since developed out the other half of the title, which was sort of run down workshops and agricultural buildings. We've turned that into um, some service apartments. But uh, while we were refurbishing our house, we decamped for three months during the summer into one room. So there was three of us, my wife, my son and uh, the dog uh, living in one room with no, we had to use the health club down the road for showers. There was no showers, no running water. We had one of those little kind of portable fridges hooked up in the room. It's amazing what you can put up with when you, you look back on it, isn't it? (laughs) Your son will remember that as an adventure. Yeah. Well, I'm not (laughs) sure he would, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. but it's, remember it. <laughs> yeah, it's not all glamorous, is it? Yeah. It's, and, and luckily it was that really hot, not the current hot summer we've just had. It was, uh, I don't know what it was, four years ago, we had a really hot summer um, because we had no cooking facilities. So we literally lived off barbecues like the entire summer. So had it been a, a wet summer, that could have been a lot more miserable. But um, it was it was worth it in the end. And, and you know, know, as mentors, sorry, as mentors, we do teach, you know, you need to focus on finding the deal, finding the money. You don't need to get involved in any of that. We've all done crap jobs. <laughs> we've all done the cleaning. I remember yeah. on one of mine, and this was my primary residence that I, was, I bought and then I flipped. And the flooring was going down the next day and the insulation hadn't gone, gone under the extension. You know, I asked to sit underneath. So I was laying a void, putting the insulation in and the guy came to do the tiling and I popped my head off I was covered in dust and he went um is the is the lady here who's oh, I've come to sort the tiles out I said that's me <laughs> like, you know, she don't like any lady I've ever seen so but we've all done crappy jobs and I think sometimes it's nice to get involved a little bit so you can understand the the process I suppose and to kind yeah. of realize that not everything's always very glamorous and yeah it's not yeah, absolutely. So looking at this from a slightly different perspective then, um, particularly for people who may be just starting out in property, how important is owning your own home from a lending perspective? Um, because obviously that's a factor we need to consider, yeah. isn't it, for getting mortgages? It, it, it is reasonably. It, it, it's a great position to be in if you've got your own house. It's not to say that you won't get lending because there are lenders. Um, but it does make life a bit well for instance my son bought his first property didn't own a house at that point he bought his first buy to let so if if he angeled the money taught him well (laughs) angel the money bought the house for cash and all the money he angeled all the money to buy it for cash and to renovate it refinanced it um six months later meanwhile the lenders saw that he owned this house it was rented out so that was then made him more eligible for lending so that so there's other ways of doing it um having your own property does make it easier but it's not necessarily yeah there are ways around it yeah 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 Yeah, i I agree i mean my my partner marade um yeah 
we did the training together. You know, I think we'd only been together for uh, about a year prior. Um, but, you know, one thing I was thinking about when I was doing the training that you know, she needs to come on this property journey with me, you know, if we're going to work through this together. So that was very important to me, I guess. Uh, but, you know, she she embraced it as well. And, um, you know, she's, she's, a, she's a teacher. She's never owned a property. And, um, yeah, she, straight out of the blocks, wanted to buy a buy-slept property. And, yeah, I mean, the, the lending options to her were, were less. Yeah. But, you know, similar to, to your son, Andrea, you know, she angeled the money, fully refinanced, refurbished the deal and, um, you know, made a success of it, a really great success of that, that first buy to let. And now she's got that track record, you know, more, more yeah. options open up to you. And I think that's, that's, that's the key to, to, to property, isn't it really, you know, the more experience, um, you, you gain over the years, the more options that open up to you. And but it's just about taking those incremental steps to, to work through. Mm. Yeah. And for those, and this isn't something I've got any personal experience in, but um, for those that aren't aware, you can also get in under cert certain circumstances, you can get a mortgage host as well. I think that might be another way you could look. If you didn't own your own home when you're starting out, you can actually have somebody who would meet, I guess, credit checks and affordability checks to host your mortgage in effect. Have you come across that before? I haven't seen it. I, I get it. And yeah. I've, I've heard of it. And I know people that have done it, but I've personally not had yeah, yeah. any experience yeah. of that yeah. with any of my mentees either. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are, so there are, there are options is what we're saying, but um, yeah. I think, I think the, I guess the, the, the conclusion to, the, to, to this conversation really is to change your mindset towards your own home and think of it slightly more strategically. Yeah. Um, whether or not you go to the full extent of actually that becoming a strategy, you know, where you're going to move, you know, and you're going to refurb and move and sell and, and realize the capital uplift every time, or whether or not you just look at your, your home as a, a resource. Yeah that can potentially sort of kickstart or fuel your investment journey, certainly in the early stages. It's probably that mindset change that's the most important thing, yeah. isn't it? I think it's best to have a plan, isn't it? So if you know that you want to get five, ten thousand pounds a month, and in order to do that, you've got a little bit of money or no money, but you've got this residence that's got equity, it's kind of knowing what you're going to do with it and how you're going to pull it out, put it back or whatever you do, or recycle it, reuse it. But know that in 10 years time all these properties will be worth 30 40 50 percent more than they're worth now or they've doubled whatever they've done you can always refinance those at a later stage and pay your mortgage off then mm. so you can look at it a different way because rents will have gone up so it's about having that plan or you sell a couple off pay the mortgages off this 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 put a plan in place so you yeah. understand how that if you want that mortgage paid off and that's your ultimate goal because let's be honest We've had mentees and students that's come through and said that one of their goals is to have a little bit of cash flow, but to pay the mortgage off. That's yeah. their strategy. That's their goal. That's yeah. fine. Let's look how we can do that and how long we're going to, how long that's going to take. So yeah. the plan to execute what you're trying to achieve is really important. Don't just think, oh, I'll, I'll do this and figure it out. Yeah. Um, if you've got a plan, then it makes it clear for people that are more uh, risk averse. Yeah. And I guess depending on your priorities and depending on 
stage of life when you got started in property etc then you know what what you do with the income generated from your your rental portfolio is is entirely up to you and you know you could cycle that back in again most mortgage lenders will allow you to pay off a certain percentage of your mortgage without penalty you know without fees so it might be that you use rental income to pay 10% of your mortgage off every, every so you cycle that money back through again so it depends on on what you're trying to achieve doesn't it i think that's but but but, but really just the take home message is your home is a factor in that and and you could potentially be using it smarter if you like than you currently are and 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 don't don't sort of disregard that as a potential opportunity for for finance yeah Yeah, i mean you know with the right plan you know your your own home is a time machine basically isn't it because it's it's the cheapest and easiest money you'll you'll ever get and you know you can choose to not use it but there's a there's a cost to that um so you know if you want to execute your your plan in the fastest possible uh, way it's it's a fantastic option yeah perfect great well i think we've covered that off short and sweet but i think it does it um it does come up a lot you know and i do get asked that question a lot people with specific scenarios about what should i do with my mortgage what should i I just release money from my own home etc so hopefully that's created a bit of perspective for for people listening to this um and 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 uh if you're not already um well on the way with this then a slight mindset shift potentially and how you view your your own home in relation to your your property investment goals so thank you so much james thank you andrew for your time on that much appreciated thank you for having me mark and good luck with the baby james enjoy yeah i will do yeah thanks mark yeah no um yeah we're uh we'll we'll keep going with the baby and trying to get some sleep (laughs) it's the goal (laughs) meet you both soon Take care. I hope that has given you some ideas on how to approach your own home and how you might be able to leverage being a homeowner to help you make bigger and better investments. It was great to chat with James and Andrea today. If you want to connect with the three of us, as well as a host of other investors and property people, why not head on over to the Property Wealth System community on Facebook? You might also want to check out the Property Wealth System channel on YouTube. Just search Property Wealth System and hit subscribe so that you never miss an update. Don't forget to like and follow or subscribe to this Property Life wherever you usually get your podcast content. Thanks again for listening and I will catch you on the next episode.